The following program contains views, ideas, and opinions that have been produced by the host DJ and their guests, and are not reflective of the views of WRFL or its underwriters. For questions, comments, or concerns, please email programming at wrfl.fm. Who listens to the radio anymore? We do. WRFL Lexington. Hello, you're listening to Campus Voices on WRFL Lexington. I'm Noel Oldham. This is a program where we take a look at the issues affecting UK's campus and the Lexington community. Over the past two weeks, protests have spread across the country following the killing of George Floyd by police in Minneapolis. Protesters demand justice for Floyd and countless other black people who have died at the hands of law enforcement or as victims of racial prejudice. In Kentucky, that applies to Breonna Taylor, an EMT who was shot and killed in her home by Louisville police with a no-knock warrant in March. It also includes David McAtee, the owner of a Louisville barbecue restaurant, who was shot and killed by police and National Guard soldiers enforcing a curfew last week. Protesters are demanding changes from police, but they're also voicing a vital truth. Black Lives Matter. I spoke to protesters here in Lexington on May 31st. Here's why Camry Harris said she was protesting. It's important that people see that our lives matter as black people. We're not different than anybody else. We're not different from you. We're not different from someone who's Asian. We're not different from anyone who's Hispanic. And the police killings that have been going on for years, it needs to stop. Like, this is, it, enough is enough. I'm over it. I'm done. I'm fed up. Joining us today to discuss the protests in Louisville is recent UK graduate Tessa Howard. Tessa received two degrees in broadcast journalism and political science. She recently won two Associated Press Awards for her reporting and political analysis. For the past two weeks, she has been protesting with the Black Lives Matter movement while reporting in Louisville. Thank you so much for joining me today. So, Tessa. Can you tell me about how the protests have been going in Louisville? Um, I definitely refer, when people ask me that, I definitely say like an all-out war compared to other cities, especially Lexington. Uh, I have seen Lexington have very peaceful protests, but Louisville, it's completely the opposite. Um, For the past two weeks, um, LMPD, Louisville Metro, Police Department, um, there's been a lot of gas tearing, a lot of, um, you know, rubber bullets, real bullets, um, you know, it's, it's been pretty bad. And so why do you think that the protests in Louisville have been going so much worse than in Lexington? I think, and personally, because since I, um, was out in the protest for about two days myself. Not only was I reporting, but I also was protesting myself. Um, I think the problem was what I saw was very peaceful protest. People standing up, people with their signs, no one was pushing, no one was throwing anything at the police officers. I just think what I saw and what had happened was police officers started to Um, not only be in the front lines, but also start pushing in the back lines, kind of just closing in on people. Um, And I will say this, um, LMPD unfortunately did start um, gas tearing, which escalated 
violence, which escalated people, you know, being mad, throwing water bottles. Um, I mean, I saw an eight-year-old literally get tear gassed in the face. Um, so I, I think, um, unfortunately, the police department in Louisville has escalated the, the violence. Following the start of these protests, Kentucky's Governor Andy Bashir called in the National Guard and they started implementing a curfew. And because of that, a man named David McAtee was killed by police and National Guard soldiers last week. How has that changed the shape of the protests? I personally think it just has um, amped up the the reason why, the question why, especially with his death. Um, I know recently... Um, Greg Fisher, our mayor, has lifted the, you know, the curfew because of that incident. Um, I think people are asking, you know, why, why are, you know, our amendments being questioned? Why, you know, people like me, for example, why are journalists are being attacked? Why are protesters being attacked for simply just, you know, um, advocating and protesting? Um, there's a lot of amendments in the constitution that are being questioned. So I definitely feel like because of his death and because of the national guard, um, it has a lot of people asking more questions. People are protesting in every state, but what action do protesters want to see taken? Lexington protester Denise Harris told me that she thinks police need to receive more training, but she also says she wants to see justice for victims of police violence. The people who killed them are not prosecuted. So it would be great to have independent prosecutors who will take these cases on and have these police to be held accountable for their actions. Tessa, what action do protesters in Louisville want to see from the police or government officials? Um, I think the, the biggest one is Breonna Taylor. Um, Breonna Taylor, um, unfortunately, was killed in Louisville, killed in her. Um, she was an AMT worker, and she was bombarded with LMPD, and unfortunately, she um, passed away um, because of LMPD um, shooting into her apartment. Um, I think that's the number one thing. Um, a lot of people are asking, you know, what about Breonna Taylor? Um, I know last the last few days, um, it was her birthday, and there was there's still protests going on, you know, resulting to her death. And I think um, that's the number one, like, big thing in Louisville is, like, what happened to the police officers? What are they doing? Have they been charged? Why they haven't been charged? Um, you know, what are we going to do with those three police officers? Yeah, I think that's one of them. Yeah, it should be noted that the police officers have not faced repercussions for the death of Breonna Taylor. Another protester I spoke to named Dion was holding a sign that said, good cops would join the fight. Here's the quote from him. Like in Flint, Michigan, the cops there, they had to put down their helmets and they put down their batons and then they block walked with the protesters. So that's what I'm doing here. You know, if they were good cops, they could do what Flint, Michigan did. That night here in Lexington, we did see police officers kneel with protesters. Tessa, have you seen any gestures of solidarity from police in Louisville? Um, unfortunately, no. Um, I've, um, haven't seen any solidarity at all. I haven't, you know, seen any LMPD officers on the ground, um, you know, giving solitude to protesters. Um, I recently saw a video um, on Twitter, and many of my friends who were on the grounds of protesting, I mean, throwing away, you know, protesters' water, um, throwing people's protesters' food away, throwing milk away. Um, I think 
unfortunately LMPD is going about it in the wrong way. Um, that's my personal opinion, what I've seen on the ground and have reported on the ground. Outrage over the killing of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and Ahmed Arbery has been global with protests around the world. Part of this has been because of the spread of the Black Lives Matter movement over social media. And videos of Floyd and Arbery's death also have circulated online and in the media. Here's what Lexington protester Michael Wilson had to say about that. It's unbelievable, and it's getting to the point that, you know, you can actually see these videos. We've been looking at videos since Rodney King on television, watching this type of thing happen to people of color. And, you know, it, and it's got to stop. It's got to stop. So, Tessa, how does social media enable or fuel the Black Lives Matter movement? Um, I think social media is a great tool when it comes to these issues. Um, but, you know, I saw a really good quote the other day. You know, you mentioned Rodney King. Um, unfortunately, when it comes to social media and people were recording these incidents, the only thing that has changed over these past, you know, 25 to 30 years is better quality of the video of someone getting beaten by a police officer or being killed by a police officer. Um, but I think in this movement, especially what's, you know, going on, I think social media was a big tool to get, you know, the Black Lives Matter on, you know, platform because even though Black Lives Matter has been happening you know, for years and years, um, I think people are finally getting the gist of it, or, you know, people who are not minorities are finally, you know, realizing, okay, this, this might be a problem, or this is a problem, um, and I, you know, I think social media is becoming a really good tool to point out these issues and, you know, point out these injustices. And what do you think having these videos of these horrific incidents just caught on tape, what do you think that that does to the movement? Um, so I personally believe, um, I, I'm going to say it for, you know, me being, you know, African-American and all my African-American sisters and brothers, um, at times it can be very traumatizing, um, you know, watching someone get beaten or someone in a chokehold and yelling out for their, you know, mother and that they can't breathe. Um, I think a lot of us African-Americans are traumatized by it and um, it's very mentally and physically draining. Um, but at one, at another point is, you know, it has to be unfortunately seen for people to understand the issue and to understand that this is wrong um so yeah that's that's my personal belief and what advice would you give to people who want to get out and protest um my advice um keep doing it um you know this is your right this is your constitutional right you know if you believe and if you feel something this strong of you know this shouldn't be happening and this just isn't right you know, do it. Because at the end of the day, this is an issue. This isn't a political issue. I keep telling people, I keep telling people, you know, this is a wrong or right issue. And, um, you know, you want to be on the right side of history. And this is a very big point in history right now. Another protester I spoke to said that white people also need to get out and advocate for the Black Lives mm -hmm. Matter movement. Here's that quote. If you've got a voice, use it. If you've got someone who looks like me that you care about, stand up for them. If you feel like what's going on right now is wrong, speak up. 
because like her sign says, white silence is white violence. Speak up. This is a question that I've been asking myself, and what can white people do to support the black community right now? Um, I would definitely say the number one thing right now is to go out and protest. And when I mean protest, I mean, you know, I'm sure you've seen the videos and the pictures of, you know, people who are standing in front of African Americans when they are protesting, symbolizing, you know, I am with you in their struggle, but if anything happens, my white privilege can help you. Um, I think that's the number one thing, um, protesting. Number two, I've been telling people to just educate themselves, meaning going out and reaching for, you know, African-American novels, you know, written by African-American, you know, writers. I've been telling people to watch African-American documentaries. There are great documentaries on Netflix um, that can tell you about our history and our culture. Um, so I definitely think those are the two things that can happen right now. It's just protesting and just educating yourself on this issue. Tessa, do you have any final thoughts that you want to share about these protests, the Black Lives Matter movement, or just police accountability? I want to say, again, this is a very big moment. And we all just need to not only protect each other, but to support each other um, and to just listen to one another. Even if, you know, someone has a different opinion, just listen to it. And, you know, hopefully at the end of the day, we can all take accountability for our actions, for our government's actions and so forth on. Thank you so much, Tessa, for joining us today to discuss the Black Lives Matter movement and the protests against the killings of Black people by law enforcement or out of prejudice. Join us next week when we will discuss construction development in Lexington. For Campus Voices, I'm Noah Oldham. You're listening to WRFL.